Welcome to The Drive with Josh Downs, a faith-based coaching podcast where I'll share weekly thoughts, principles, insights, and more, all designed to help you build a better self, to better love yourself, so that you can better become all you were meant to be. Good morning, everybody, and happy Monday. So glad that you're here joining me at the beginning of your week. I'm sure that you've heard of the book Miracle Morning, right, which is all about getting your day started off on the right foot so as to you know, create the momentum for the rest of the day. Well, I kind of look at Mondays as the same way, but for the week, right? While Sunday sets the spiritual tone for the week and is meant to really recharge our souls, Monday morning is the day that the gun goes off to start the race for the week and really is the day that we get out of the blocks. And as every great sprinter will tell you, how you start the race can affect how you finish it the most. So thank you for joining me at the start of your week, or really any day, I guess, for that matter. I hope whenever you listen, though, it helps you to get out of those blocks a little quicker, a little faster, and push your life forward a little bit more in positive ways. Today's episode is episode 503, Habits, the Building Blocks of Your Life. The last few weeks, we looked at the power and importance of creating a vision of the direction that you want your life to go, and last week, we focused on the importance of of putting systems in place to help accomplish that vision and the goals that you have for yourself based on the idea that we don't rise to the level of our goals as much as we fall to the level of our systems. If you missed either of those two episodes, I would definitely encourage you to go back and listen to them as we are just continuing to build momentum on each of those previous ones. And again, as we talked a little bit about systems last week, quite simply defined, our systems are those things that we repeat day in and day out, that either move us closer to the vision that we have for ourselves or further away from it. Well, today I want to focus on the basic building blocks of those systems, and that's habits. A habit is defined as a settled tendency or usual manner of behavior or something that you simply do regularly. And there are two kinds of habits that comprise our systems. There's outcome-based habits and there are identity-based habits. With outcome-based habits, the focus is on what you want to achieve. With identity-based habits, the focus is on what you wish to become. According to author James Clear of Atomic Habits, there are three levels of behavior change. A change in your outcomes, a change in your processes, and a change in your identity. Outcomes are all about what you get. Processes are about what you do, and identity is all about what you believe. Each level is important in its own way, and there isn't really one that's better than the other or more important than the other. But the most important aspect is really the direction of change that you're heading. James points out that most people begin with the process of changing their habits by focusing on what they want to achieve. They're moving in the direction of outcomes, and this leads us to outcome-based habits. However, the other direction and an alternative is to build identity-based habits. With this approach, instead of focusing on what we want to have, we focus instead on who we wish to become. James gives a great example of this when he said, Imagine two people resisting a cigarette. When offered a smoke, the first person simply says, No thanks, I'm trying to quit. Now, that sounds like a reasonable response, but this person still believes that they are a smoker who is trying to be something else. They are hoping that their behavior will change while carrying around the same beliefs as far as who they are. 
The second person, however, declines by saying, no thanks, I'm not a smoker. Now, it's a small difference, but this statement signals a shift in identity. Smoking was a part of their former life, not their current one. They no longer identify as someone who smokes. Do you see the subtle difference? I've actually taught this concept just in a little bit of a different way using the words be, do, have as a formula for getting what we want out of life. It's human nature to focus on the haves. We all do it, thinking that they'll bring about what it is that we really want to be. For example, say I want to have a better body so that I will be more confident. Therefore, I will do what it takes to get a better body. Well, after listening to 500 plus episodes now, if you have, please tell me that you see clearly the problem with this way of thinking, with tying our confidence, what we want to be, to our physical appearance. How sustainable is this approach to our thinking? Well, only as long as you stay in perfect shape and health. Yeah, that's not sustainable, especially if the holidays have anything to say about it, right? However, if we focus on being confident in who we are first, wherever we are, guess what most likely will happen? We will do what confident people do and act like confident people act and eventually have what confident people have, which very well will include a better body. Why? Well, do you know that one of the biggest obstacles that really keeps people from going to the gym and working out and taking care of themselves is a lack of confidence and a worry about what others might think. It's very common that one of the most primary drivers for unhealthy eating is a lack of confidence in ourself, that we don't feel good enough about ourselves to believe that we're worth taking care of. I see it all the time. Now, how do you create confidence that comes from the inside? How do you focus on goals that are internal instead of external in outcomes? Well, as James reminds us, most people don't even consider identity change when they set out to improve. They just think, I want to be skinny or have a skinny body, outcome, right, or have, and if I stick to this diet, process, or do, then I'll be skinny. Or what they're really saying is that I'll be beautiful and feel good about myself. That's what they really want. And so they set goals and determine the actions that they should take to achieve those goals without considering the beliefs that really drive their actions. They never shift the way that they look at themselves. They don't realize that their old identity that's still there can sabotage their new plans for change. If you don't see yourself beautiful just the way that you are, then guess what? Your subconscious will kick in without you even recognizing it and work against you, trying to keep you right where you are because that is what you actually believe about yourself. Now, are you seeing this? Behavior that doesn't match with your view of self will not last. It does little good to have a new goal and a new system and plan without changing first who you are, how you see yourself. You change your behavior by changing your identity. And with a new identity and new behavior to match it, you will get the results that are congruent with your view of self. And these results are sustainable and will last because they come from within instead of without. They're not contingent on things outside of you that will not last. It is a beautiful process actually to consider and leads to some great levels of self-awareness and actualization. Instead of a goal to read a book every month, let's say, instead try setting a goal to become a reader. Identify yourself as one. Describe yourself that way. 
Come to believe it and you will achieve it. The goal isn't to get in shape. The goal is to be a health conscious person. The goal isn't to learn to play an instrument as much as it can be to become a musician. As always, the biggest barrier to getting what you want in your life is and always has been you. Identity conflict is the biggest barrier to positive change that we all must work through if we want to accomplish real change in our lives. How often do we build negative identities through negative self-talk and thinking? Things like, I'm not very smart, I'm not very good, uh, I'm not a morning person, I'm always late, I'm terrible at math, and on and on and on. We say these things so much that they become how we really see ourselves. And then we wonder why we struggle so much to change. Our stories, the stories that we tell ourselves, are the greatest hindrances that we have to really changing and growing as individuals and to achieving our goals. In the coming weeks, I will focus solely on how to change our stories and how to use them in a powerful way to promote real growth and change instead of allowing them to hold us back. We all need, first of all, to be patient with ourselves because this process is a process of a lifetime, a process that we'll be continuing through up until I'm confident the day that we die. But it is a process that is so wonderful and so rewarding and so exciting when we start to see it and then harness the power that's inside ourselves to create what we want to create. And I promise you that you're doing better than you think. So how do habits factor into this? Well, other than making sure that we create and word goals and habits that focus on internal outcomes, it's important to understand that our habits, the processes and systems help shape not only our outcomes, but our identity. Every habit is like a suggestion that says, you know what, this just might be who I am. Every day that you get up early, you are suggesting and reinforcing to yourself that maybe I am a morning person. And I have to tell you, I know that this works because years ago, I would never, ever try to identify myself as being a morning person. But I do now. And it's because of this process that I've gone through. I have come to love the mornings where before I used to dread them. (laughs) So I know that it works. I've seen the same thing with things like going to the gym and, and playing the guitar. Every time you step into the gym, you are reinforcing the idea that maybe I am the type of person who likes to exercise. If you practice the guitar, maybe I'm the type of person that likes music. James says that every action that we take is a vote for the type of person that you wish to become. No single instance will transform your beliefs, but as the votes build up, so does the evidence for your new identity. Do you see how this also gives room for being less than perfect? For even sometimes temporary failure? Setting a goal to be a healthy person who works out, instead of the goal of having a better body by working out at the gym five days a week, allows you to continue being a healthy person and continue to take actions that vote for that identity even when there is an occasional action or two or a vote against it. (laughs) And believe me, those votes will come. Maybe you just can't get up that early one morning or you happen to eat a little too much ice cream the night before. Well, instead of giving up because I just can't reach my goal now, the thinking shift towards I'm still a healthy person and will continue to collect more votes for that than against it. Habits are a big part of the path to change your identity. The most practical way to change who you are is what you do. And that's because there's a feedback loop with these two areas that just continues to reinforce each other. 
when you decide what it is that you want to be and then allow that belief to lead you to action, well, that action reinforces that belief in yourself. And as that belief in yourself grows, it will lead you to act more in ways that continue to reinforce that belief. Do you see how that process works? And you know what's been left out of that process? The haves, <laughs> the things that we often put at the forefront of everything that we do. The haves always will take care of themselves. So let them go for now and you will find that instead of chasing them, they eventually will start chasing you. You know, kind of like how girls, when they grew up, they learned to stop chasing boys. And what happened? Sure enough, boys started to chase them. <laughs> so cast a vote today for who it is that you want to be and who you believe that you are. If you haven't started this process yet, first decide the type of person that you want to be. This is your goal that is focused on an internal outcome. Now, put the processes in place that reinforce that belief, that votes for it, and that will prove it to you with small wins each and every day. You can decide the type of person that you want to be by working backward from the results that you want. Since we are also results-driven, and since results are the place where most of us typically start, take what it is that you want to have and then ask yourself, why do I want that? And you'll find your B. Behind everything that we want to have, behind every result that we want, there is a deeper reason that is linked to our identity and what we want to be. I'll give you an example from my own life. One of the outcomes that I want for myself this year is to write a book. Well, I had to ask myself this question, who is the type of person that would write a book? Well, as I thought about it, I came to the conclusion that it's someone who is consistent and reliable. So my goal now shifts from writing a book to being consistent and a reliable person when it comes to writing a book and believing that that is who I am. And in order to prove that to myself and vote for that belief, I make sure now to schedule time every day, even if it's just a little bit, to work on writing my book, to be consistent and reliable in it. And you know what? If I miss a day and there's a vote that's cast that I'm not a reliable or consistent person, <laughs> that's okay because I'm gathering a lot more votes that I am a reliable and consistent person than I'm not. And in the end, I'm confident that when the votes are tallied, it will be decided that I am a consistent and reliable person. And you know what? I will have a book that at some point will magically appear from being consistent and reliable. It will have just taken care of itself. In the end, the real reason that habits matter is because life isn't about having something, but about becoming something. The haves, the external outcomes, are simply distractions to that end. Because in the end, we can't take any of them with us. You know this and I know this. All we will take with us is what and who we are, what we have become. Your habits are the building blocks of your life because they quite literally build who you are as a person. They are the channel through which you develop your deepest beliefs about who you are. They shape your identity. As James says, you quite literally become your habits. Dallin H. Oaks, a leader of my faith, taught this very concept and reminds us that this is what's at the very heart of what the gospel of Jesus Christ is all about and what God desires most for us to experience. When he said that the final judgment is not just an evaluation of a sum total of good and evil acts or what we've done, and I would add also it's not a sum total of what we have either. 
It is an acknowledgement of the final effect of our acts and our thoughts, what we have become. It is not enough for anyone to just go through the motions. The commandments, the ordinances, the covenants of the gospel are not a list of deposits required to be made in some heavenly account. The gospel of Jesus Christ is a plan, I would add, a system that shows us and helps us to become all that our Heavenly Father desires us to become. He says a parable illustrates this understanding. Now think about how this relates to life. He said a wealthy farmer knew that if he were to bestow his wealth upon a child who had not yet developed the needed wisdom and stature, the inheritance would probably be wasted. So the father said to his child, All that I have I desire to give you, not only my wealth but also my position and standing among men. That which I have I can easily give you, but that which I am you must obtain for yourself. You will qualify for your inheritance by learning what I have learned and by living as I have lived. I will give you the laws and principles by which I have acquired my wisdom and stature. Then follow my example, mastering as I have mastered, and you will become as I am, and all that I have will be yours. To me, this is what life is really all about. It's about becoming, about being. Because, you know what? It's our identity that will identify us to God someday. So, Today, I would invite you to believe in yourself. You are what you choose to be, and who you are influences your choices. So vote today through little choices, little habits, for the kind of person that you want to be, the kind of person that I believe you are. Now, thanks for listening as always, everybody. Focus this week. Your task this week is to collect as many votes as you can for the type of person that you want to be, that you know that you are. And if it's okay, I would like to cast the first vote because I believe in each and every one of you. And if you'd like more help on this or help teaching this concept to your kids, then don't forget to check out my study and teaching guide on my website, joshdowns.com forward slash resources. It's pretty good. I'm confident that you'll like it and that you'll be able to use it with your family and have fun in the process of teaching them about habits. Until next week, I'm Josh Downs, and you've been listening to The Drive.